Thanks for listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Our podcast has tripled in growth over the last year, and we'd like to say thank you. It's because of you. We're growing. The great thing about the podcast is that we're able to cover some edgy topics and discuss them in a very real way without having to worry about advertisers. To keep it this way and to keep it growing, we're asking you, our loyal subscribers, to give. Give at least about $5 a month minimum. Become a Patreon supporter of GP3. We will shout you out and include you in upcoming monthly e-blast. And there's more to come. At least $5. That's barely, what, giving up two gallons of gas a month? Go to our podcast page and sign up click the link to support our podcast you can do it here's the show we three from gp ran to tommy b broadcasting live on your frequency giving you updates on these georgia streets these are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news, the conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now here's Ran and Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. GP3 round 120 is in the building. How you doing? Tommy B is here and uh, waiting on my co-host, Ran. I know he'll be showing up anytime now. I'm going to get that uh, notification, that alert uh, that uh, you have someone else in the conference in just a few minutes. But in the meantime, we got a busy show. A lot of stuff going on, man. Of course, we'll talk a little bit about the shutdown. We're going to talk about uh, just within the last couple of days, another huge indictment uh, of the 45 administration. And uh, we're going to ask the question, man, is, is Kamala Harris for real? Is she the real deal? Also, you know, I, I don't know if y'all been checking this out. It is a series now on Netflix, uh, Killer Mike, his new series. We're just going to chat a bit about that. And 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 also in a few, we're, we're going to get into an interview with a new Afro pop artist, Fatih. And um, we will uh, find out a little bit more about Fatih. Uh, but in the meantime, I know we have, a, you know, quite a few new folks who pop in and pop out. They may not know what GP3 is all about. And, and I'll let you know. We started this podcast back in August of 2016, right before the presidential election. And basically, the um, podcast was started just kind of as three guys, myself, Tommy B, Ran, and Tut. We all graduated from Grove Park Elementary School, Grove Park Community. We all basically... Uh, came together, just talk politics and crap and what's going on on a weekly basis. Uh, Touch no longer a part of the show, but Rand and I still do it. Uh, I'm on uh, from the area, North Avenue. Uh, Rand was on Elizabeth Place and our member of Maritai Tut was on Charlotte Place. Let me see if I can get Rand. Is he coming? Is he here? Is he around? All right. But anyway, he might be popping in. 
Um, I've got a few shout outs and I'm going to go ahead and start my shout out. So when he hits the ground, when he's here, I'll let him do a shout out. I've got to really shout out the ATL this week, uh, Super Bowl week in uh, in Atlanta. Uh, I know y'all ain't thrilled about the matchup. Um, but it's interesting because of all the weeks to be expecting snow in a place that doesn't know how to deal with snow, we, we're expected to have snow on Tuesday. So it, it uh, I'm not sure how much they're talking about, like an, an inch possibly two inches, but we'll see what that's all about. Patriots in LA, not sure how much excitement that's actually going to generate, but uh, we will see. Patriots, um, basically a lot of folks are just tired of Tom Brady coming back for the big game. On the LA side, um, a lot of folks are tired of- You will now be placed into the conference. Ah, there he is. What's up there, man? He might be popping up in just a minute. But the, um, the Patriots, a lot of folks are complaining about Brady. L.A., you know, L.A.'s real laid back. Not much of a big football town. Um, a lot of um, a lot of people don't anticipate a lot of a uh, lot of fervor behind the uh, L.A. Rams this year. Um, and of course, y'all remember when they were actually in St. Louis. Um, so from what I'd heard, basically, was uh, this was just a few days ago that the uh, the Super Bowl tickets have actually been going down. Because of the lack or there's not as much demand as as people would have expected. All right, Rand, I, I know I can hear you moving around there. Have you been hearing that, that the Super Bowl ticket prices are now like lower than usual? Uh, um, I haven't really been listening, paying attention to the Super Bowl. Yeah, man, it's been, um, you know, in Atlanta, I think the tickets have gotten down to about 2000, which is pretty low considering how close we are to the game. Um, I mean, how you know, in terms of time and um, there's just not much excitement being generated because, you know, people are tired of Brady. People are tired of, you know, and, and L.A. really doesn't have that kind of football background. Also, shout out to Gladys Knight, who will be singing the anthem. Whole lot of festivities happening in town. And, and my final shout, shout out, and I'll throw it to you, Rand, for your shout out. Uh, tonight, Fox is actually going to show they're doing their their live version of Rent. Uh, tonight. So and, and y'all, the this is more of a kind of a Gen X thing. But the um, uh, Jonathan Larson, who passed away, uh, created this uh, this play rent. Uh, it was big in New York, big on Broadway, happened during the 90s and happened. And it, it basically chronicles uh, the lives of these artists struggling in New York. But it also touches on a lot that happened and how they were impacted by the AIDS crisis as well. I know y'all have seen the movie. Some of you may have seen the play live. Uh, but it's interesting that they tackle this because, you know, things have changed uh, a lot of adjustments uh, in terms of how people view things socially. Uh, so it's going to be interesting how they update it to fit into 2019. So we'll, we'll see that uh, tonight on Fox. So, all right, man, Rand, welcome back. What you got on the shout out side, man? I got a couple things, man. I want to give a shout out to uh, City of Louisville. Uh, they decide they're going to rename the airport after Muhammad Ali. Big move. Um I'd like to give a shout out to the Black House uh, Foundation. It's a film foundation. They are the primary uh, film uh, uh, film organization that supports black films in Sundance. And um, this is a big week for them, a big year. Um, 
They started this organization in 2007. I had to meet a couple of the board of directors. In 2007, when they first started, there were only seven black films at uh, Sundance. And now it's projected over close to 50 projects are going to be previewed at Sundance this year. So they've done a great job in that. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to... Um, a friend of mine by the name of Julius Williams. Uh, Julius Williams is a professor at um, the Berkeley School of Music. He was just named the first African-American president of the uh, Symphony Conductors Organization. All the symphonies around the United States and stuff, whether it's the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra, etc., uh, all the conductors are a part of this organization. So great shout out to Julius. And that's a big deal. Uh, that's a big deal in that in that arena, man, because you don't see many conductors right. of color in, in that in that position. So kudos to him. Right. Um, shout out to Jay-Z and Meek, you know, for at least making a, an attempt to do something about uh, criminal injustice reform in the thing they put together it is allegedly $50 million is behind it, but we will see. Uh, and, and, again, and Robert, um, were you, were you surprised Robert Kraft was in that? Yeah. Very surprised. Yeah, I was too. Very surprised that Robert Kraft was in that. Um, but again, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge his motives. Uh, at least, at least he put his name out there. Mm-hmm. And also to Nadine Burke, the first African-American uh, woman to be named a uh, surgeon general of California. So, you know, um, Great things. Then a couple, you know, on, on this date, a couple things happened in 1961. Leotine Price made her debut with the uh, Metropolitan Opera. If you don't know who Leotine Price is, uh, I would encourage you to go listen to her, uh, some of her songs. She was a phenomenal singer. Phenomenal. On this day in 1972, probably one of the greatest gospel singers of all time died, Mahalia Jackson. Wow. Um, in 1952, uh, Ralph Ellison won the National Book Award for Invisible Man for us out there, um, I encourage you to read that book. It is a great book. That's right, millennials. Um, read it. You know, if you if if you say you you need to read that book. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know those those are the things I have right now, man. You know, I've been kind of busy, but you know those are the, those are the things that I, you missed. Uh, one man, you just I, I thought you were going to say at 1972, uh, just uh, the the what is it, 45 years and and two days. Shirley Chisholm announced. Her president. Oh man, that's that's a major oversight by me, man. That's a major oversight by me. <laughs> I thought you were when you said seventy two, man. I thought you were going that you know down that road. But Shirley Chisholm announced uh, that she was running for president uh, two days. Well, what is it? Forty five years and two days ago. So you know. So um, and and sister Kamala Kamala Harris is going to announce her thing to have a big rally in, in Oaktown today. So yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so apropos. Yep, absolutely. And we want to I want to get into that because I, I definitely want your your insight. Uh, and welcome back, man. I know you've been out a couple of weeks. Uh, definitely your commentary sorely missed. And, and I definitely want to get your uh, I want to help thank you uh, all the speed, guests this, that, uh, that came in, particularly <laughs> our cousin. I think the brother's a very talented young man and want to hear more more from him in the future. Well, we got his uh, his commentary at the end of the show. So uh, his, co- his his cousin's corner. I'm going to let you hear that. And, and then you. Uh, cast judgment again. <laughs> <laughs> then you give me your opinion again, okay? <laughs> hey, hey, I may not agree with the brother just, all the time, but joking, he deserves man. a voice. Yes, he does. And you know what, man? We are we are big tent. That's one of the things, um, and and that's that's what I I really try to do. We try to do it, man. In terms of what we bring to the table, um, we we try to bring in all perspectives, not you know not just a narrow perspective. And um, the brothers got some good points from his generation. And I definitely like, uh, you know, like that to be heard within our show. Hey, man, real quick, before we get into some deep, deep, deep stuff, um, I had an opportunity this week, man, to talk to a really talented young lady. I want to thank uh, many music recording artists, Fatih, um, for stopping by. Actually, she was in South Africa when we did this. 
Uh, she's got a new project, new album, L-O-V-E. Um, and, and it is the truth, man. I, I don't just let people come up in here, uh, you know, for the hell of it as a promotional tool. Uh, I, I saw this, heard it. One of our good friends of the show said, hey, you need to check this out. This sound is starting to get played on radio. Um, and, and actually, it's kind of refreshing compared to some of the other stuff that we've been hearing. So what I'm going to do, man, I'm going to show, show, play a little bit of her song, uh, check it out, and then it's going to go right into the interview, okay? So y'all hang tight. Check this out. Smiles and butterflies Twinkling in your eyes Can you see me? I'm smiling I feel so alive It's deep inside I feel it every time I feel it when you're near me Come get near me I need it more Give me more, give me, give me, give, give me more Don't try to hide it You feel it, don't fight it Know that you like me There's nothing denying it Give me more, give me, give me, give, give me more Don't try to hide it You feel it, don't fight it Know that you like me There's no denying it Love me, love I love you, I love you I need you, I really do, really do Love you, I love you So give me more Love me, love I love you, I love you I need you, I really do, really do Love you, I love you So give me more Hey y'all, we are here with recording artist Fatih and and Fatih, if I if I slip up on the pronunciation, you can feel free to correct me, okay? She's got that kind of spirit. She's gonna hit me with that, right, Fatih? Yeah, because I, I want I actually want to correct you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm in ATL, so give me some leeway. I'm, I'm Southern, so give me some leeway. Okay. Uh, the new album is okay. L O V E, Liberian born vocalist, and 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 I do agree with this statement. They say you you have a distinctive vocal styling, definitely distinctive uh shout out to your producers the uh ghanian based mini music records and, and you released that in december yeah I, I, actually i think it was in october i released that right around in L-O-V-E october love but you know how things flow yeah around. it was right, yeah right right Absolutely. yeah but um okay yeah, yeah. I, re- I released in um december well sorry october but my name is pronounced fati capital F A T lowercase I because I'm short sweet and petite and a little foxy (laughs) and also (laughs) you know what you're you're known as she's known as the face of Afropop comes from a very talented family um, jazz vocalist the acclaimed jazz vocalist and songwriter Cinnabella I'm going to get into that in just a few minutes also referred to as the Bronzeville Diva her her great grandmother was a celebrated jazz singer and songwriter in the 40s and her grandmother uh, enjoys success as a published writer in Africa, ladies and gentlemen, Fatih. And I'm going to jump right into it, Fatih. Um, how did you get started? I know, you know, a lot of folks who have the musical background, their musical family, as, as the lineage goes on, everybody kind of pushes away from it. Why did you want to go into music? Well, you know what? I, I make this corny joke. I say that I started as soon as I uh, um, exit out of my mother's womb. I didn't cry. I sang. So when the doctor hit me on the butt, I didn't whine, whine, whine. Mine was more <laughs> like a whine, a whine. So I pretty much started then, the day I was born. There you go. <laughs> this is something you didn't laugh. I guess it was corny. No, it was. It was funny. I mean, I, I, I want you to roll. I mean, yeah, no, without a doubt, it that, that is kind of 
but you know, I'll give it to you. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, but this is something that I uh, I believe that I was created to do, that that I was born to do. Um, I, um, I can I can remember. Um, ever since I was young, I used to always carry around a notebook and used to write like uh, six six eight songs a day. I went to school at Columbia College Chicago, uh, music management, and I I did a few off off Broadway shows like The Color Purple, The Wiz, Imitation of Life. I traveled with um, Disney. Um, I did a Mediterranean tour with Disney. Excellent. And um, I performed, I actually perf- uh, opened up for Cool in the Game um, in Kenya uh, a few years ago. It was um, uh, an a, a AIDS concert. I'm actually performing with Cool in the Game again in South Africa in April. So I'm very, I'm looking forward to that. Excellent. So yeah. you know Prince Hakeem then, right? You know Prince. Absolutely. Yeah, I know Prince. That's my cousin. That's my cousin. <laughs> good, good. So so people talk about the, this term Afropop. Do you embrace that? Is that something you embrace the Afropop movement? Well, that's that's the style of music that I that I that I'm doing. Um I, I embrace it because it's it's a it's a mixture between traditional uh, African music and um and Western music. So it's it's something like me, you know, I'm 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 mixed with I'm African born, but yet I was raised in America so you know it's I, I do embrace it because that that's pretty much who I am yeah yeah well I, I and I, I mentioned that because when your publicist they were reaching out to folks I saw your bio and and it's interesting I was telling him I said your timing is perfect and I don't know if you've heard I'm, I'm sure you've heard the song fall by and, and I, I don't know if I'll if I'll uh, say his name DeVito? correctly yeah DeVito and I said wow mm-hmm. because the sound is really starting to get into um, you know American radio, American urban radio. So, you know, I know you've heard that. Um, it, do you think that's opening doors for Afropop to be heard more on radio? Absolutely. I, I believe it is. And if it's not, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm opening, I'm kicking the door open. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. There you so, go. So, uh, <laughs> about Afropop. But I, I, I really do believe that it is time. This is a perfect time, perfect season for us to embrace um, the, the African sounds, the African flavor and um mix our cultures together you know it's 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 time to to, it's time for that right now excellent well you know i heard that of of course l-o-v-e is an amazing song um and and i will let me give you kudos for the video as well uh it is well done beautifully filmed where'd you guys film that video we filmed l-o-v-e love um in miami wow we filmed it in miami it took two days to shoot it my brother wafiq raouf um directed the video um i designed the outfits all the outfits that was in the video and I had a seamstress that's in Miami. She she did the outfits uh, like less than a week and it was it was a really exciting time. It was really cool. I really enjoyed being there. I had all of my family there supporting me and rooting for me. I, I wanted the I wanted the video to be really colorful and to resemble love, you know, because the song L O V E Love is about universal love. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what you see in the video. You see love with a uh, love of music when I'm sitting um, with the guitar player, um, love with my significant other love with a mother from a mother to a child and love for myself and love of God mm-hmm. you know so I wanted to you know bring all those things in into one video and mix it together what uh, what artist influenced your style um, and, and I was watching the L.O.V.E. video and you know one of the things I love the way you uh, included the colors the vibe the sound and you didn't take it overboard I mean you didn't and don't take this the wrong way, but you, you didn't have to take it, take it on a twerk level. I mean, it was it was you and, and it was stylish. 
It was classy, um, you know, but, you, you know, everybody could get that message. Uh, who influenced you to, to kind of go in that direction? Um, honestly, um, I believe that I, I'm, I'm an original. Um, I really, uh, I really, so as far as my influences, um, my family from within and from God, I pray a lot, you know, and um, I just, you know, I sit quiet and I listen to God's voice and, and, and so that he can give me direction of what he wants me to do. And as far as twerking, that was just one video. I got a few songs. <laughs> I got a nice, I had a few dance tracks now. So we got to get ready for the twerk. But, but, it's but coming. You know <laughs> but, but you know what? It's, yeah. it's, it's a mixture of traditional African beats, African, you know, African music, pop, um, it's a it's a uh, a lot of dance a lot of a lot of dancing um, a lot of dancing in the beauty. So uh, let me ask you: You, you mentioned you you had um, kind of a music background, a music management background, and a lot of African Afro pop artists have this drive to conquer America. Is, is there still a push? You know, you've got things like YouTube, Spotify that really help people go global. Is there do, do, do artists like you really care to conquer America? With their sound, and when I mean that, I mean more so. Artists, but I want to conquer the. I want to conquer the whole world. I'm just not just trying to stay in America. I want to go to Europe and Africa, China. I want to go. I want. I want to be global. Uh, you had mentioned uh, your time in Ghana. You spent some time in Ghana, and and you'll see a lot of uh, celebrities. Uh, a lot of folks are really making uh, that trek to Ghana. And, and you're familiar with the Full Circle Festival? Refra I'm not sure. That's the uh, one where a lot of celebrities it. like Anthony Anderson, Boris Kojo, they had about maybe a couple of dozen oh, celebrities. Really? Yeah, who... who uh, they just had it, right? Yep, yep. At, at the beginning of the year. Uh, oh, and cool. it's a movement to, to kind of bridge the gap between America and Ghana. Uh, do you think your sound is, is bridging the gap or your style, your vibe? I, I believe so. I, I believe that I, I am. It, I'm, I am on that journey, but I also believe that my music is for everybody. Um, I like to um, reach everybody because I believe that what you what you put what you put in is what you what you give out. How do people get your music? If if you know you mentioned, uh, I know one of the singles is coming, but how do people find your music? Um, you know, you've got the new EP, uh, L O V E. Uh, how can they really find what Fatih has to offer? Well, you can uh, my 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 single L O V E Love is available on all major downloading streams. My album will be out uh, by uh, in, in February, probably like towards the end of February. Um, it's it's feel good music. It's Afro pop, Afro beats mixed mixed in with a little R and B. It's one of those albums that you could put in um, from beginning to end and keep it on repeat. Um, um, it's one of those. It's, 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 I have something. It's, I have something slow and mellow to something. Uh, a lot of rhythmic, fast-paced beats. You know, um, it's, it's really nice. But you can um, follow my Instagram and my uh, Facebook, and you can follow me at Love the Real Fati on Twitter. You can follow me on uh, Fati Official One YouTube. Fati Official. Official. If you guys haven't seen the video, make sure you guys go to Fati Official and watch Love Love video, and make sure you. You guys subscribe and like um, to my YouTube channel. Excellent. Okay. Now I know I know you have your own vibe, your own sound, but I always ask every artist who comes on the podcast, what are they vibing to? What what artist are you currently vibing to? Because I know you I know you just don't listen to everything, Fatih. But who else do you listen to? So, Who's on your playlist? So last night I was listening to Biggie. Biggie's song. <laughs> um, this uh, this morning I was uh, listening to Janae Ikayo. I hope I said her last name right. Forgive me if I, I 
said it wrong. Okay. Um, Janae Dio and the little Drake and Wale. I just want to say, I know you're doing a photo shoot right now. Um, what do you listen to when you do your photo shoot? I'm listening to my music because I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> shooting. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, honestly, because I'm, yeah. um, I'm, I'm doing a photo shoot for my album co- cover. So I want the same spirit, you know. Excellent. You know, in the pictures. Excellent. So yeah. good. Fatih, I just want to say thank you so much. I know you're, what, seven hours maybe ahead or six hours or so ahead of the U.S. So uh, you're about to hit the evening time there. Thanks for taking the time right before your photo shoot. And um, we're going to stay in touch because we want to know how that album's doing and we'll make sure we're promoting it on the podcast as well. You know, thank you so much for uh, allowing me to be on this show. And I would definitely stay in contact and um, hopefully come back and do another interview in the near future. Excellent. You will. You will. We'll reach out. Don't forget about me now. (laughs) We won't. We won't. Thank you so much. Okay. Yeah, Ram. Um, thanks to Fatih, man. And and again, you can if y'all are, are interested in finding out more about Fatih, uh, all things Fatih, um, you can go to her YouTube page, F A T I lowercase I official, and um, and I'll post all that stuff on the podcast page, man. But but she was she was actually doing the interview, man, um, in South Africa when. Um, you know, when we talked and, and she was in, you know, right on the brink of doing her um, her photo shoot. So good luck to her, man. Good luck to her, man. And uh, what do you think about the sound, the vibe? Uh, it reminded me of uh, uh, what's the young lady? Um, it reminded me of like Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. That type of that type of um, that's vibe right there, which is uh, which is a very good sound. It's refreshing, man. And one one of the things. I'm I'm really big man when, when NDRE that's what I was oh thinking. NDRE yeah yeah good good point very good point and and I liked it and and you know I'm I'm really looking for somebody who can kind of change the direction of R and B or give it a boost and and if you you know you and I talk about the fact that there there are that times in history you can look at different times in history when artists come about like I remember the whole soul to soul movement you remember that when when Jazzy B and soul to soul came uh, crossed over to America it really it really had a major impact on the overall sound of R&B uh, and pop for that matter so you know good luck to her good luck all right man let's um let's talk shutdown bro um, I know you got a lot because because you and I haven't really talked shutdown. You hadn't been on to talk about the shutdown. Um, this thing lasted 35 days and, and actually wound up costing the government more than what Trump was asking for for the wall. It actually cost about six billion. Um, now the new deadline is uh, the new deal. I guess they have to come up with something new by February 15th. And, and a lot of folks are just saying, you know, this whole thing he signed was the initial uh, deal that could have been signed before the shutdown occurred. What are your thoughts, man? I'm, I've got some, but I'm, I'm going to let you roll because I've been giving my thoughts for the last couple of weeks, and 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 this is your welcome back. So so I know it's hmm. been, <laughs> I know it's been brewing. So what what are your thoughts, uh, man? You know, um, I've listened to the show and I wholeheartedly agree with everything you guys have been saying, man. I think the shutdown was uh, was another self inflicted uh, wound. That unfortunately, that it wasn't it wasn't a wound for him, but it was a wound for the the, the economy. It was a wound for the workers out there. Um, you know, uh, as Al Sharpton said, many of our prior presidents uh, were learned how to serve others. Well, we have a president now who's born who has the mindset of others serving him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, and you know when you when you look at what just actually happened. 
he got less than nothing on this. Mm-hmm. After, after it all said it was less than nothing, uh, he got punked by Nancy Pelosi <laughs> and Chuck Schumer. Yep. You know, I mean, he 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 walked into the bear trap back in December. Yeah. And then they just said, OK, just like um, just like a matador. They went Ole and let him just walk through it. <laughs> and uh, put out and the this red is what, and this, <laughs> The red And this tape. is what this yeah. is what you know, this is what happens. And, um, you know, I think the thing that's really concerning the Republicans now is the fact is that how do they recover from this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Mitch McConnell um just basically show what lack of leadership is all about. Hey, do you, you know what amazed me? Well, it didn't amaze me, but did you observe how quiet McConnell has been through this whole oh, shutdown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing, man. It, you know, but again, all these guys are so complicit, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's just ridiculous. I agree. Um I mean, I have two neighbors who are government employees. Fortunately for them, they work for the VA, and the VA was deemed as um, an essential. And I didn't real, I didn't, un- I did not understand this until they told me that because the VA is a part of the Department of Defense, the Department of Defense has been funded all the way through September of 2019. Mm, wow! So that's why they said it was a partial shutdown. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I was, I got a friend who was a, um, a, a high school classmate who's a TSA agent. Mm-hmm. And on Facebook, he was actually showing on Facebook the statements that they were that were given to them by the, by the by the administration. Yeah. yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Agreed. It was it was just totally ridiculous. And if when I sat and thought about it, I said, have we ever had a president who has had so many self-inflicted wounds? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just back to back to back, you know, starting with Charlottesville. All you know, all the way up through the shutdown. How many presidents have we known have? have I mean, most presidents learn from one mistake. Mm-hmm. This guy just keeps multiplying mistakes. Well, you know what? The the thing, and and I'll say this about you know the former or, or previous president. Um, in in many cases, you could look at or you could you would ask yourself, hey, maybe this is strategic. With with forty five. There ain't nothing strategic about a lot of this. Yeah, it, 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 he had no in game. Yeah, he had no, there's in-game. no in-game. And, you know, and, and then, you know, what was interesting to me, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, this this border crisis. Mm-hmm. Mexicans are not coming here because <laughs> no. guess what? The economy is doing well. Yeah. Yep. The people who are coming here are seeking asylum from Central America. Yeah. Basically, it's Latinos and flip flops. Yep. Yep. OK. Yep. And then El Chapo, I was reading about his 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 case. He was. They were basically saying these guys are flying over. They're flying into the country, or they digging tunnels. They digging tunnels. The fuck a wall gonna do? <laughs> Major tunnels, and, and yeah, and they're, I mean <laughs> they're heavily funded, and they're they're well funded as well. Right, and and then yeah. he said, if you really want to talk about a security crisis, mm-hmm. why don't you go to New Jersey and put a wall around all the pharmaceutical companies that are that are producing opioids? Yeah, absolutely. But but it's amazing, man, uh, that um, they're they're. That even even when, as we talk about, we're, we're considering uh, the day we tape this podcast, uh, we're talking about seven, uh, uh, three weeks, two two to three weeks. Uh, the deal has to be done by February fifteenth, and his ultimatum is either we come up with a deal uh, and he gets his money, or he basically will issue, um, call it a crisis and and um, and what is it doing a national emergency. 
and I'm just, I'm and then they just crisis, show man. the crisis. <laughs> the crisis started with the, with the damn air traffic controllers. Yeah, that's the crisis. It's a self inflicted crisis when you take a look. I at mean, what? Them. I mean, what crisis? I, I just want to know. And then we're talking yeah. about going down to Venezuela. Yeah. For what? Yeah. And Venezuela I mean, is, you know, is another self inflicted crisis, but I, I don't want. Yeah, I mean, get into that. I mean, that's ridiculous. for what? Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about America first and Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and uh, that's, I and, just hope yeah. all the all the supporters out there who bought into this plan, I hope they're taking an objective viewpoint and ask themselves one question. Yeah. Am I better off today than I was in 2015? Absolutely. Hey, the other thing, too, Ram, when you mentioned Venezuela, I, I want people to uh, take a look at who's applauding the moves in Venezuela. And, and most of the people who are who are applauding these things we're talking about doing in Venezuela are the strong men. Some of the 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 um, the, you know, the autocrats uh, around the world. Um, it's funny. This is the only yeah. strong man he doesn't like. Yeah. But but you I, take I a look at the people who are applauding some of the things that he's doing. Putin. Uh, well, you know, Putin may him and haw, but, um, you know, the disruption ultimately will help. You know, you know, people like Putin, um, you know, it's just the end game again. You know, who who does the strategy benefit? And that's where, um, you know, I, I have to ask uh, Mr. Mueller to really speed things up because I just think he's doing more damage as the longer he stays in, the more damage is going to continue to happen. You know, I could deal with him. Well, if, I, if, I, I, I understand. I understand your concern. And I'm, I'm trying to weigh both sides. Yeah. I'd rather for Mueller to get this right than to rush into this and fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. OK. I mean, so uh, I mean, I mean, that's the way I look at it, man. You know, um, right now they're getting these guys close to the point where it's almost treason. Yeah, I agree. You got anything else on the shutdown? We'll move on. And I, I, you know, again, I hate to say it. it this is going to be it's going to be a three week lull. Then we're going to have another storm. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think the Republicans are pushing themselves in a corner where they're going to probably throw their hands up and, and want to vote for a wall. Let me ask you, and, and, and I'll wrap it up with this. What can the American people do? In terms of do what they did, do what they, call your senators and congressmen up. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, that's what has happened. That's why some of the congressmen, the senators caved in. Mm-hmm. They got calls. And it has to be um, more so on the Republican side because the, 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 right, the Democrats are right. already on. In and what step. was happening on the Republican side, some of the in big agriculture states like Arkansas, et cetera, they had some of the big food processors calling. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you. I didn't realize yeah, yeah, this. Yep. Yeah, um, great. We have a farmer's market over here. It's called uh, the Cab International Farmer's Market. Beautiful farmer. I went in there. The I went in there one day during the shutdown. About a, the, the, the farmers operating in about two thirds capacity. Repeat that one more time. Meaning they will operate about two thirds capacity in terms of produce. Wow. The problem is because of the shutdown, the FDA, they could not expect the produce. Yeah, it's an so amazing. So food was actually rotting. Yeah, so food yeah. could not wow. leave the farmers. Wow. Wow. Because Eric, what's, his, what's our guy in, in Washington? Um, Sonny Purdue? No, no, the other one, um, our, our, our senator. Our, um, I guess uh, Isaacson. He Isaacson, voted, uh, yeah. Isaacson gets it. <laughs> He's feeling it. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, that's what that was to need to happen. When you got when you got the uh, the Koch brothers and, and ConAgra and all those big firms saying like, look, this this is this is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And that's money. Yeah. Um, and that's power. And these guys are saying, OK, we, we got to do something. Yep. Agreed. All right, man, let's talk Kamala. 
uh, Kamala Harris. Um, now, now there has been this was just released uh, a, a new poll that basically shows her as the front runner, um, you know, with 27 percent of the overall vote. Uh, you know, of course, she announced on King Day uh, this week um, on ABC's Good Morning America. Um, Elizabeth Warren was second. Uh, Biden. Uh, and, and by the way, by uh, Warren had 18 percent. Biden is third with 13 percent and Bernie Sanders is at 12 percent. And uh, this is actually the first poll in a few weeks. And when they did it a few weeks ago, um, Beta O'Rourke was in the lead with 15 percent Harris and then Biden. And you can see how that's changed. Plus, by the way, uh, Kamala Harris is going to be on CNN uh, as of the taping of this podcast. She's going to be on uh, on Monday. Uh, tomorrow night at 10 p.m. on CNN. What are your thoughts, man? I, I've got some thoughts, uh, some things that really hit me uh, early on, but I'm starting to shift the more I hear from her as as a as a presidential candidate. What are your thoughts on Kamala? Well, right now, I think it's very early. I mean, right now, there's already smear campaigns going out talking about her um, her record. Um, we, we know that that stuff's going to come out. Yeah. My concern is when I look at all the candidates are. If you're going to win 2020, mm -hmm. we need a strong candidate from a purple state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. We need a candidate from Ohio. We need a candidate from Pennsylvania. Because all the candidates that are popping up, except for Beto, are candidates coming from very strong Democratic states. Yeah. You can't get any stronger Democratic <laughs> In California. California, you can't get any stronger yeah. than that. Okay, <laughs> and then then there's some other people going to jump into the race. Yeah, but again, you need to bring someone in who comes from a state that is not a strong Democratic state, a state that's purple. Mm -hmm. and so because you because you got this, you got to get people from the other side mm -hmm. because with Kamala, we, we're talking to ourselves. Mm -hmm. we're, we're not talking to others outside. With Elizabeth Warren, the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so. You know, it, it's, it's early to tell. Um, one of my classmates from grad school was a line sister at Howard. Mm -hmm. She has nothing but great things to say about her. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I I really don't know what to say right now because it's so early in the game. Do you think it's fair that people question her blackness because she's um, uh, biracial? Because she married to a white guy? <laughs> well, not just that, but that's part of it. But also the fact that, oh, that man, she, her, mom, that's, her that's, mom was Indian. Well, that's bullshit, man. That's yeah. just bullshit. Yeah. Let's, let's let's get over that. Yeah. Uh, who, who? How many black folks here who who are native who are native black folks don't have a white white blood in their system? Come on now. Yeah. Well, one one of the things, and I'm glad that she is just taking a lot of these questions head on. Um, you know, there are people who are questioning her background. I mean, some idiot when she was born in Oakland is trying to was trying to start some kind of birth of crap, and 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 that was just stupid. You know. I hope that motherfucker's ever been to Oakland because I've been to Oakland. <laughs> o o o o o Oakland is like the Atlanta of the, of the, of the West Coast. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's like Houston. It's like Memphis. And you know the question is: Woman, black, black, she black. went to Howard. She went yeah. to Howard University. Yeah, she's an AKA. <laughs> she's an AKA Alpha Line. That's where it started at Howard. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, and, and you know what? I, my only question, and, and I'll bring this up. About, I mean, she's blacker than. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to get into the who's blacker than black, black, black. Uh, you know that that could go on forever. That's you know that's a, sometimes a ridiculous debate that gets in the way. But one thing I will say, compared to Obama, she's black. I mean, so you know. And, oh and, uh, yeah, 
Oh yeah, you know, compare. Is she from Oakland too? Come on, man. <laughs> Oakland. That's that's one of the black meccas, man. That's where the Black Panthers were formed. Come I know. On. I know. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I'm gonna throw this out there, and I like Kamala more now. Listening and hearing her this week, uh, I'm looking forward to the town hall where they where she's questioned by the public. Uh, I thought uh, Maddow was a little bit more aggressive with her uh, than she was with Elizabeth Warren, which maybe she needed to be because, you know, of her prosecutor background. But I, I do. Th- I thought some of the questions that Maddow and how she phrased it and how she uh, positioned the questions were a little bit tougher. But, you know, that's what she's there for. But she doesn't do that with everybody. Um, but but you know what? Uh, compared to what you know, I, I think she's much better than Beto O'Rourke. Um, I think she's very smart. Um, and if anybody would run the country based on what we have to work with now, uh, I can deal with her. I can I can see her doing it. Uh, I'm, I, Biden keeps kind of shooting himself in the foot with um, with his bromance, they say, with uh, some of these Republican folks who hadn't been kind to us. Uh, I know he wants to try to reach across the aisle, but but it's, you know, and, and quite frankly, when you talk about that purple, he is kind of in that purple area. Am I correct when I say that about he, Joe? He's in Delaware, man. Oh, I mean, Joe Biden, but he's closer. Yeah, de- when yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But, you know. You know, well, Biden got a, well, black folks. Biden got a lot of issues. Yeah, he does. Black folks have That's a lot right. of issues. I mean, they, they still remember Clarence Thomas and what he did to Anita Hill. Yeah. Biden. Biden is an issue. And, and Sanders, I, 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 ain't compl- I ain't on the Sanders train, so I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. Bernie, um, need to go ahead and sit down. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how, how it all goes. But again, tomorrow night, uh, if you listen to the podcast today or whenever you check out this podcast, I'm sure it's going to be on demand on CNN, but her big town hall. I just can't believe they question her blackness, man. That's, yeah, that's well, you know, let me tell you, um, I, I do think I do think this, Rand. I think with any candidate who is part of the black community, they've got to be willing to at least address issues that impact the black community. OK, um, because you know how Bernie can be a little not necessarily dismissive, but he can avoid. He always tries to make it global, universal. And I think there are some issues that occur in the black community that are unique to the black community, that if you grew up in the black community, if you're part of the black community, you got to address those issues. You know what I mean? And yeah, well, you know, Bernie got those other issues, too, because Ned's yeah. coming out about how the um, sexual harassment was running rampant oh, yeah. in his organization. Yeah. And he didn't he didn't do anything about it. And he's just now starting really to address what happened. Yeah. But the other thing I, I got to say this and, and I'll move on from Kamala. And this came up when Trump was elected. And, and you know what? If I can post this article, I got to find it uh, from a professor. She's in South Carolina. And and when people were talking about uh, how uh, Obama, you, you, know, you know how you and I have talked about how uh, Obama really misjudged his white people. He didn't really understand uh, white people in terms of either uh, geographically the whole universe of different types of whites. And and this this lady from the South basically said that was his downfall toward the end of the presidency. And I think Kamala, in my opinion, probably has a better grasp on that than Obama did. But we'll see. OK. All right, man. Uh, moving on. Uh, damn, dude. Roger Stone, as the White House turns. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, of course, now he going to flip, dog. He flipping. You think? 
Oh yeah, he's somebody flip, with man. Nixon tattooed on their back. He gonna flip, man. Who hates the John Dean? Is gonna flip. All, all, all this bravado right now. Until they sit him in that room and they close the door and they say, "Look, motherfucker, this is what we got." Yeah. Now you can play this game or this game, and you got all the bravado you want to. Yeah. Uh, you know the same thing with uh, Michael Cohen. Mm-hmm. Once they get you in that room, because remember these indictments, they don't, they don't, they're not showing you the whole hand. Yeah. They're only showing you the two cars that are face up. They're not showing you the other three cars that are down. Yeah. True enough. Well, he was charged with lying about his pursuit of the Russian hacked emails uh, on on Hillary. And it's a seven count indictment. And it's the first criminal case in months where, where, you know, Mueller from the Mueller investigation. And it gives detail, you know, to date, more detail to date than any of these, according to what what's in that indictment. You're right. You know, the sad sad thing about this, man, I, I I was outside earlier today walking my dog and I was thinking about all these guys mm-hmm. at the end of the day don't 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 talk to me about a, a flag yeah kneeling for a flag mm-hmm. when these guys are committing treasonous acts yeah yeah this is treasonous acts at least 34 I mean, people and three companies <laughs> right yeah and then they were saying that from the campaign after the after the election they had over the Trump organization had over 100 contacts with Russian operatives. Wow. Well, this is, this is, um, again, this is the thing that, that concerns me is that our legislative branches are not in the past, did not step up to the plate on this right here. Because in the past, if, if a Democrat would have done this, Trust me, we would have been having hearings, we would have been having court cases, etc. This is downright treason, man, the stuff that these cats were doing. Well, and let me say this. that It's interesting that you say that. Uh, I was watching the Sunday morning shows and um, one of the um, the pundits basically said, and, and, and this is something that you as American people, we have to take this into consideration in this whole conversation, that it wasn't just a foreign nation involved uh, with this, it was a hostile foreign nation. And regardless of how 45 wants to spin our open or our openness to be friendly with, with Russia, Russia does not mean us well. You know what I mean? And that's what this young lady on the panel was saying. It's not just like Toronto or Great Britain, you know, the MI5. Get, no, these are people who are hostile towards us, who are using right. this information. So, you know, basically we're talking about it. And, you know, we get, I think people in a lot of cases try to, you know, make it like, ah, oh, we shouldn't be so hostile. Maybe these guys mean us well. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they, they do not. They, do you think right. they mean us well? Do you think? Oh, please. Please. Yeah. You know, it's it, again, we're being duped. We've gone down this path of grifters, Paul Manafort, uh, Roger Stone. Mm-hmm. These guys, it's all about the money. Yeah. So you got Manafort, Stone, duped. Baker, Papadopoulos, oh, whatever goodness. his name is. Oh, my name. goodness gracious. Uh, what's, what's the guy's name from who was National Security Director, NSA? Um, I mean, the National Security. Oh, Flynn. Flynn. Yeah. So six from uh, Team Trump. Wow. That we know of in this county. That we know of, I yeah. mean, there are some other people in the background that had lower levels that they're already going after. Um, you know, this is, I mean, it's getting to the point where Giuliani, he, he doesn't even know what to say now. Oh, my God. 
Do you think there's a it, is there a strategy behind what Giuliani's doing? <laughs> Giuliani, I think his strategy is he's talking to one guy. Yeah. And I think that's the strategy most of these guys are doing. They're talking to one guy. But why? And I don't I don't mm. think they don't I think Giuliani in some ways does not know the extent of the lying that's occurred to him. Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering, Rand, and I think about this when all this comes to bear. Um, if the, the the Republican leadership sees all this coming down, like if you you know, like you see the train coming down the track, okay, and the lights getting brighter and brighter, and you know there are a ton of cars on that train, and you know if it hits you, it's gonna hurt. Why do they continue to remain so loyal to this guy? They are afraid, man. They're thinking very short term. These guys are just trying to stay elected. They are afraid because they don't. I mean, it's amazing, though. These guys like to talk tough, but they're being bullied and they don't know how to respond. Because mm. even with they're little, being bullied, even with Marco, with little Marco and, and some of the guys who right. basically Ted Cruz, some of these guys that, that he um, humiliated and and they are, you know, in lockstep. You know, right there. They it's amazing how they get punched. Lizzie, Lindsey count. Graham, Lindsey Graham. OK, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. He's lost his fucking mind. <laughs> you know? lost his fu- I mean, Lizzie Graham's at one point. I remember doing their campaign. Yeah. Doing the primaries. He said the Republican Party is going ape shit if they let this guy in. I yes. remember him saying that. You could pull up on all the guys who are the, the, the primary defenders you can pull the things that they said about him, calling him a con man, uh, just like you said, grifter. All those words were used, and and they are now they are his wall. They are his wall. Yeah. yeah. Except for one or two, like Jeb Bush, for example. Yeah. He he still doesn't defend him. He shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. You know, I would. I probably would have punched the guy personally, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that's it's it's just amazing, man. How these again, these guys are so enamored with being in power, mm-hmm. they're going to do whatever it takes to stay in power because they know once that train comes down the track, it's not going to stop, Mm-mm. and their run is going to be over. Yeah. Anything else on this, man? Uh, I know, folks, they hear enough of this, but uh, you got any other thoughts on this? Uh, any predictions for? <laughs> shit, we have to predict a week at a time now. I didn't see the Mueller thing coming with Stone Friday. I didn't. I didn't anticipate that. But go ahead, man. You know, just like I said, it, it's again. It's they're going up the totem pole. They're going very methodically going up the totem pole. What they're trying to do is they're trying to maneuver in, in such a way that whoever the the, the 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 person of interest is has they're taking away their options to maneuver. You know who I think is going to be next. With the son-in-law? I think the son? I think it's either going to be, well, I was going to say junior, but uh, it's either going to be the son-in-law or the son. Those, those, they're the next two in line. I can see the son-in-law next because right now with all the uh, brouhaha about his um, security clearance shit, Mm -hmm. um, I can, I can see him get, I can see him leaving town. Yeah, I agree. Anything else, man? We're going to move on. Let's um, move on, man. All right. Um, the assignment, man, and, and I'm, it's just something I'm, I'm looking at every single week. Have you seen Killer Mike's trigger warning on Netflix? I haven't. I haven't seen it. I've seen the um, the promos for it. Yeah, it sounds very interesting. 
I'm again, I'm I don't agree with some of the things that Killer Mike says or his tactics, mm-hmm. but I do understand where he's coming from. Yeah. And I do believe that those those viewpoints need to be heard. Yeah. And right. yeah. that's the way I'm a that's the way I'm a, I'm I'm a treat this about Killer Mike, because I'm not going to sit here and, and, um, and, and, and criticize the man because look, he has an opportunity and he's trying to do good with it. Yeah, I agree. And, and let me say this, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it the assignment because I do think people, especially, you know, black folks, people of color. Well, I don't say people, I'm going to say black folks need to really check it out. Um, there's some, I think, logic in some. Now, some of the stuff is just crazy, but. It's crazy enough to actually work. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, and I'm not going to go into detail. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but they got this thing where it's, um, I forgot, you call it uh, gang privilege uh, about right. Crip Cola and Blood Pop. Yeah, taking taking <laughs> taking ownership of their brands <laughs> that they've created. <laughs> which, which actually, even though it sounds crazy when he compared it to Hell's Angels uh, and, uh, and some of the other white, quote unquote, gangs, he's actually got a good point. Uh, the other right. thing he was talking about com- combining porn and learning a trade um, and, and video, it was kind of crazy when he talked about it. But when he actually did it and showed it, it's interesting. I'm not going to tell you all the results of it, but it, it's interesting. The other thing was the church. At, and, and you and I both know I know the Blue Flame. I know the Blue Flame. Well, well I didn't. Have I, I can't tell you. I left money there as a, as a young man, <laughs> as, a young, <laughs> as a young man, young and dumb and full of money. I remember. Those days. I don't remember. Uh, I plead the fifth. Uh, the Blue Flame and the Sleepy Jesus is, is hilarious, but it, it's just funny. Because you grew up in Atlanta, you grew up on on Bankhead, now Hollowell. The Blue Flame is an institution, but uh, find out for yourself if you don't live in the ATL. Um, There's a message in each episode, man. I did like the fact that I think he called it buying while black. Um, In the first episode, I thought that hit on a lot of of good points for for black folks. I thought that was well done. Uh, and, And a lot of this is actually filmed in Georgia, in the ATL, in Athens. Uh, but but I'd like y'all to check it out, man. Shoot me your thoughts on Twitter, uh, homies underscore GP3 uh, on Instagram, GP3 homies. Uh, you know, and I will say to Mike, I'm still not down with Bernie. I ain't down with Bernie Sanders, Mike. I can't go down that road. But um, you know what? I, I, I hope the young, I, I'm actually, it was well done, maybe a little bit over the top, but well done. Okay. So check it out. That's the assignment this week. And if y'all have any feedback, shoot us some feedback this week. All right. Rand, what you got, man, before I get into the cousin's corner and we wrap this up? Man, I was it was brought to my attention about some video that was uh, shown on uh, about a club called Opera. A young yeah. lady that was sexually assaulted in the club. It was videotaped. Yes. And um, and how um, she was actually having a birthday party. So, she, you know, she was you know streaming it uh, to her friends. And actually, she was a young man bought her a drink. Something was in a drink. Next thing you know, she's. Wow basically um, uh, incapacitated. She's telling the young man to stop. She's saying no, but he continues. Mm. Um, the police were called. The police questioned the young man and no arrests were made. Wow. And it just really sends it to me um, a, a story about the narrative, how our women don't matter. Never, if that was a white with me, it would have been all over the news and that young man would have been arrested. You know, and then as my wife was telling me this, one of her colleagues was talking about the story at the barbershop 
Mm-hmm. And the guys at the barbershop were, de- were defending the young man. Wow. They were basically saying maybe she wanted it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then then they did a then the uh, then they found out that one of the barbers himself has a daughter. And they asked him, say, how would you feel if your daughter was being sexually assaulted like this? He said, I would have to talk to the talk to the talk to the guy. Oh, no. Said, For what? Oh, no. Oh, no. There would be no talk. He said he would talk to the guy. And he says, <laughs> I will ask him, did he do it? The guy said oh, he didn't shit. do it. You know, I have to take his word. <sighs> and so. And so what then they found out is that this this person, this barber, quite honestly, they uh, they did a background check on him and found out that when, at the age of 18, he and another guy were uh, arrested for so- sexually assaulting a 14 year old girl. Mm-hmm. You know, it says a couple things. A, we don't value our black women. B, our black men don't understand what sexual assault is. It doesn't mean penetration. It means touching the body. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah. And, and and the third thing is to me is the fact is that here you are, a man, you got a daughter and you're going to sit here. I mean, you might as well, you might as well go up to R. Kelly and say, did you assault my daughter? Mm-hmm. And he says, no. Then he's like, OK, dog, we're cool. Yeah. I just found it very distasteful. And also for the young women out there, as you as you meet these young men. As Steve Harvey would say, ask them about their past. Not only pull a credit check on them, do a background check. There's organizations that you can pay 50 bucks. They'll let you know whether or not he's been arrested or not. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you don't know what you're walking into because everyone now comes with so much baggage with different backgrounds. You don't know what is going to come back and come back to bite you. Mm. And, and the fact is that, again, our young men are not respecting our young women. And we don't understand what sexual assault is. We think it's we think it's penetration. And yep. the fact is that the police did nothing. Atlanta, Fulton County Police. Mm. Not good. Not good. Hey, man, uh, I'm glad you said that, because as we go into the eight, we're going to play um, our first uh, version of Cousins Corner. And A.J. touches on Cousin A.J. touches on the Chris Brown thing. OK, and we're not going to go overboard with uh, our commentary, but you can feel free to. Uh, shoot us after this plays. And of course, the views expressed. Do I have to give the disclaimer? <laughs> These are cousin, hey. cousin AJ's. <laughs> you know. This is all on AJ. Now, AJ owns this. Uh, like you can, Trump owned the shutdown, AJ owns these comments. <laughs> GP3RTT at Gmail. Feel free to shoot us some, comments, some uh, feedback or even voice memo the feedback. But here we go, man. This is our, fir- uh, our first version with Rand back of Cousins Corner. Here we go. Yo, 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 what's up, GP3? What's up, Tommy B? You know what I'm saying? It's your boy, Cousin AJ. You know, I'm back with some more news in Cousin's Corner. Man, the world is fucked, and I don't know what we can do to fix it. So, in the latest news, Chris Brown. Chris Brown has been falsely accused of rape. Now, just, just, let's take a second to ponder on that. This is Chris Brown. I'm just saying. I know I take care of my own saying I get my fair share of ladies. This is Chris Brown. Bitch, this is CB. He ain't got to rape no goddamn body. So, long story short, in Paris, he falsely accused of rape. He was released within 24 hours. So now, he's pressing charges against a girl that filed a rape claim on him. Ladies, you cannot do this. See, this is why all these accusations for women who are really, really in trouble and need help, don't nobody believe y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, can't nobody really make a claim if something is really happening to them? And I'm sorry, because anybody that does that to a woman needs to die. 
and rot in jail. That's where you need to die. You need to die behind bars because you are not a man. But on the flip side, any woman that will take away a man's life, his name, take him away from his family, take him away from his career, take him away from everything he's worked hard for in his life. Bitch, you need to go to jail. Whatever time they was going to give him, bitch, you need to go serve that time for lying with your lying ass. So, on to other news. Trump's banned, Trump banned the transgenders from the military. Now, I definitely don't agree with that. I don't care how you feel or what makes you happy on the inside. If you want to serve this country, that's your right. Transgender, man, woman, it doesn't matter. If you got love in your heart for the people that you fight for, man, let them people fight. It don't matter. Let them fight. You know what I'm saying? You can't can't do that. That's not right. That's definitely not right. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a a lot that we got to come up with in this world. And it's a lot that we got to do to fix the way that we deal with each other, man. This shit is just saddening. Like, it's just so sad. The the government shutdown still on. It's... I'm, I'm really don't have no good news this week. Like, this, there's never no good news. Maybe. Let's flip it on the upside. So the positive thing about this week, Jay-Z and Meek Mill are launching a criminal justice reform program. So, you know what I'm saying? The light of Meek Mill situation and what happened with the 10 years of probation and him going to jail for popping the willy. It's a lot of people that's in the system that can't get out. They have no help, no hope. You know what I'm saying? And this program will essentially help them. Because there's a lot of people that's locked up for something that they shouldn't even be locked up for. You're doing two, three years for a crime that that don't even have a, you know what I'm saying, a sentence worthy of that. You know what I'm saying? You in jail locked up for some shit that you could probably be on probation or do some community service for. Like, that shit crazy. But the last thing that I want to talk about, police brutality. I just watched a video on Warstar. Uh, some officers, they, it had to be about three of them running and chasing the suspect. Three officers chasing the suspect. I guess he got tired, gave up. He's hands down, on the ground, face down. Police officers ran over, kicking, punching. He didn't have a weapon. His hands was up, like his hands was down, on the ground, face down, spread. Like, he was not a threat at all. Y'all got y'all guns drawn. So they run over, they kicking them, they punching them, they stomping them, just yelling. And instead of just, you know what I'm saying, putting the handcuffs on the suspect, y'all beat this man down. Then some more officers ran over, two more. Kicked him again while they already got their knee on his head, knee in his back. You know, so when you see shit like that, and it's too, it's so many videos, I can't even I can't even go through them all. When you see shit like that, that's why a lot of people don't fuck with the police. That's why a lot of people don't like the police. That's why don't nobody respect the police. You know what I'm saying? Police is the biggest gang in America. And I, for one, I know there's some great police officers that want to make a change. They want to make a difference. It's a lot of great officers in this world. And I salute y'all. I got nothing but love and respect for y'all because I've, I've conversed with a lot of officers that's real. You know, and when they when I ask them about this shit that's going on, they that's just like you. I look like a thug, and you account me in this community because of the way I dress and I look. So you want to say, oh, he's just like them. But you joined this gang, you joined this group, so you are held accountable by your peers. You serve the people. I don't fuck with the police. The police ain't got no love for the people. The police think they're above the law, and they forgot they are servants to the people. Bitch, you work for me. So... With all that said, 
in the words Ice Cube, man, fuck the police. And that's it, GP3. Hopefully next week we got some better news and a better vibe, man, but we got to do better. Oh, yeah. Cousin's Corner. Just send me a voice memo, okay? GP3, RTT, and Gmail. Huh? Say what? He brought it. He brought it, man. Yeah, he did. Uh, you he know, brought it, man. The I views and opinions expressed one, are those of AJ. <laughs> cousin AJ. Everybody's favorite cousin, by the way. Um, on Instagram, you can check us out. GP3 Homies, everything is there. Uh, castropolis.net. You can go and stream us every Sunday. Click uh, on the Listen Live Sunday at noon. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, SoundCloud, Podbean, TuneIn Radio. All you got to do is search GP3 Homies from the Block. And uh, when you're on iTunes, make sure you give us a review. All the Patreon, if you want to support the podcast, that information's on uh, the IG page and Twitter. We're at homies underscore GP3 IG again at GP3 Homies. AJ, you can find him where you can find him. Cousin AJ uh, at Cousin AJ on Instagram. Hey, Rand, welcome back, man. Just welcome back, bro. Glad you glad to have you back. With that, uh, round 120 is in the can, and we are out of here. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace. Peace. Take care. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail, 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search gp 3 homies from the block special thanks to music by millennial nick rap sbdg graphics lady j thanks for listening